0: This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. And we're back with an award-worthy version of Off the Break Podcast. That's a perfect way to describe the show. Yeah. Excited for the
1: Oscars. The Oscars.
2: The Academy Awards. (laughs) But are we excited though? I, we do this song and dance every year, don't we? We do we it do. every year. We're like, yeah.
1: I think we're uh, eternally hopeful. We're like, please, 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 have this, this help the, the industry. Have this help <sighs> the industry. Maybe this year. Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm.
0: excited because American Fiction got a ton of nominees, and it's the best trailer that I saw going into the holidays.
1: Yeah, and okay. it, it, I'm, I'm
0: genuinely excited for this movie because of the trailer and Jeffrey Wright and right. Sterling K. Brown, like it has all the right actors and pieces, it deserves awards from the trailer, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Right, I am. I'm excited because I think it was so well positioned to be recognized and to have some value in the box office. It, in as a result of this recognition, it didn't play very wide um, around Christmas time. They held off the first couple weeks in January, so it really only <laughs> they only. MGM was smart and really only went wide on the 19th. If you skip the 19th expansion, your first, which a lot of places did, your first expansion is on the 26th right after nominations. It's perfect timing.
2: Yeah, you guys have been pretty excited. I mean, even though we've had our complaints about the Oscars beforehand, it seems like uh, American Fiction is kind of one of the few Oscar contenders that seems like it could be friendly for most audiences as well as Mm -hmm. – just being a contender that hits the sweet spot between two worlds of like those who are diehard about movies and will see anything versus like the casual who might want to check out um, a comedy such as what American
0: fiction seems like. Yeah. An adult comedy with, I mean it has drama elements, but Mm -hmm, it's obviously about, you know, his, his growth and changes as a person, but the trailer is all about the comedic aspects of the whole thing. Yeah. And no. that may be the only comedy in it, but I'm all for it.
1: Me too. I, I do appreciate that it looks commercial enough for the general audience that it's not so high-end or so artistic mm-hmm. that, like, poor things. Like, poor things is an out-there movie. That is <laughs> a movie made by creatives for other creatives in the industry. That mm-hmm. is not— It
0: was made for the Oscars. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not for general audiences. And while I think also it's good timing— in that a lot of places probably haven't played poor things. There's been a lot of like maybe hesitation to bring that in because it's not a general audience movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that if you do bring it in this week, it's probably your best shot at getting an audience to see it right now. Now's the time to do it. Maybe if it wins, but then it's so old by Mm -hmm. then. And
0: then they threw in like the, the big studio movies, Barbie and Oppenheimer for best picture. Yeah. But then a 24 and neon got their movies Mm -hmm. in, which is awesome. Yeah. You want to see them continue to rise because they've after the actually, last...
1: Yeah, they've actually been really good to exhibitors. They've been going way wider with their films. They're trying to be mini majors. And I do think they've been extremely supportive of exhibitors. So it's nice to see them getting recognition as well.
2: I will say that about this year's group, it does seem like it's a very... Uh, uh, this group of nominees, excuse me, that it seems like it's having a great mixture Oh, agreed. All types of movies, but not in terms of like genre, just in terms of like viewership, especially mm-hmm. when seeing Barbie and Oppenheimer, which became like general audience, um, a pop culture zeitgeist sort of situation, it still ended up being two of the movies that wound up getting, um, from what I'm seeing, the most nominations, which could help at least their show get a boost in ratings. But uh, do you guys want to talk about if... Like, those two movies are going to have brain packs at all, if it's going to be worth it to give them a shot or
1: not? I Unfortunately, I'm really happy for the Oscars that they nominated these films because I do think that the Oscars have a tro- uh, like identity crisis. They keep... Nominating and valuing movies that audiences don't see. Mm -hmm. So I like that they're finally valuing a movie that general audiences went and saw. And it may not be the best executed of all the films out there, but I don't think execution is everything that that Oscars should look at because we won't have our industry if audiences don't go to these movies. So that, to me, weighs way more heavily than how perfectly the cinematography or the execution of the film. That being said... Barbie and Oppenheimer are on streaming. And I just do not think that you're going to get audiences to go pay to see them at a movie theater when they've been on streaming for free. And they've
2: already paid the money to go see their two movies a year. Right. (laughs) And I'd say
0: that's the same with everything else on this list that's not. Agreed. That's only in theaters. I mean. Poor things in American fiction have the the most to gain from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zone of interest was in the Best Picture category, and it hasn't had a wide release yet. Right, which is <laughs> even better timing. Yeah, to hold off and wait until February to have this is the Best Picture, but I can't see it.
1: Right, that one, and then
0: be able to put it wait. out in the initial marketing as a Best Picture nominee.
1: Yes, and not agree.
0: you know they could have they could have probably done that with Oppenheimer in July and said it was. Ahead of time, <laughs> tried tried that old trick. <laughs> Nobody would have remembered those ads. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: No, so I I do think that unlike previous years, at least the last couple of years, um, this this has the potential to uh, help exhibitors um, with a couple of the titles, not them all though.
2: Sure. Yeah. They're, they're the best shot we've had in a few years, at least. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: With titles that are getting. Wide releases and, excuse me, in the case of poor things, minimal requirements on bookings. Right. It's amazing. It is. (laughs) That we don't have this. I mean, we had Avatar get nominated last year, and it was such a beast that, you know, we had massive policies on it all the Mm -hmm. way through award season, and it wasn't feasible for it to play. Right. You weren't going to give up a screen or an entire schedule. To
1: play two to week, Avatar, to in Avatar March. for two weeks in March. Yeah, it wasn't going to happen,
0: but this this is you know laid out in a way that it can actually create real Oscar buzz among the general public, mm-hmm. which is exciting.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, speaking of these films getting back into the theaters, we have so many re-releases coming up.
2: I yeah, know. you guys, you guys want to get this off your chest? Yes, we were very
1: <laughs> frustrated. It, it, Going into this weekend, which will be the weekend, uh, last weekend in January, there were no new major releases this week. So uh, I felt like every studio, every distributor that happened to distribute a movie between Thanksgiving and Christmas looked at this week and it's like, hey, no new films. Why don't the the theaters must be so desperate for product that they will bring back our films from Thanksgiving. Mm. That, that was in not some the places case. That were films
0: that <laughs> just came off screen
1: or yeah. were
2: still on screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're calling them bringbacks, even though they're still playing. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. still
1: grossing. <laughs> a lot of the time. But, it, and if they're not, it's not because There's we left money why. on the table. <laughs> There's a reason
2: why. So, <laughs> it didn't work out quite well to begin with. And yeah. I,
1: <laughs> And I know it's just distribution's way of looking at their, you know, uh, at how much money it's made and are like how can we squeeze just a little bit more to get to that next run higher mm-hmm. and, and s- distribution bring back suck it's not going to happen <laughs> and
2: Sony- when you have your own streaming services and you try so hard yeah.
0: well yeah they don't have a streaming service so Sony is like the master of this every right. every film they have has a re-release no matter how bad the opening is mm-hmm. we have re-releases but they're doing something different with uh Anyone but you right. for Valentine's Weekend to nine. They're so, adding some so bring it back and bring additional content with right,
1: it. Which is the best you can do if you're going to do a bring back. But you know, they're just not the only ones. I don't wanna throw Sony out there because Lionsgate did it, Universal has done it. They have brought back Oppenheimer so many times but, that yeah,
0: but Sony's doing the addition like right. doing something with it, not just putting a new label on it. Right. Putting it back back in theaters it's like back in theaters with new content which is what you need to do and that's what sony's done so well by sticking to theatrical and then putting this little cherry on top Mm -hmm. at least has a reason for those audiences that saw it once already to come back and possibly bring somebody else with them
1: the baby hasn't seen it
0: yeah which is still
2: possible that's for sure like it still seems like it's getting you know lots of buzz for its demographic enough to where i could see like not big repeat viewings, obviously, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a good turnout. I
1: just get frustrated where distribution made a huge point of narrowing the windows of the theatrical window down so they could get it to consumers faster via their own streaming service. Mm-hmm. And then try to do things like bring backs and with no awareness that they have destroyed the value of that film beyond the first few weeks by putting it making it available too many places. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then they are, and then they pressure exhibition. Like we need 400 dates or we need another hundred dates on this. Cause we got to get to that next run. And it's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. You, you have destroyed this. If you would have just kept our 90 day windows and kept, then there's value built in there that no one else can see it. There is a reason to bring it back.
2: It's the meme of, eric andre um uh, shooting whatever uh, cast member was on his show right. and then he goes who did this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well this it's is that picture
0: this is the reason why we do and theaters do bring backs of anniversary films mm-hmm. like this is the only place you can see this on the big screen well i just saw this on the big screen yeah, and it's also very popular on the little screen that I carry around with me that tracks my heartbeat, or, and all the websites I go to,
1: or my or my wall size screen at home that I have. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, but Kyle, we're gonna end this with Kyle doing a couple of reviews this yeah. week. We've got a couple of screeners.
1: Kyle's gotten some screeners, everybody. He's coming up like there in to the think world. We
0: have gotten some
1: good screeners. No, it's all Kyle. <laughs> over, I get them over two over yeah. two.
0: Kyle, the screener. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Why does that sound inappropriate?
0: I, I was maybe got, it sounds like streaker to me. I, I was going to go with that's... something way worse, so this is this is <laughs> better. I guarantee you, this is better.
1: <laughs> All right.
2: Well, which one of these two do you guys want me to begin with?
1: I want to know about Scramble because. I love a good comedy. It mm-hmm. looked really funny from the trailer. Mm. And I booked it in a few places next week, so I want to know if it's going to do okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who's the distributor of this? I'm, I'm spacing now on... Um, Roadside. It was Roadside? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I knew it was one of the smaller guys. I just couldn't remember who it was off the top of my head. Um,
0: Roadside like, is the ultimate distributor for either hitting home runs with these films yeah. or fouling it off their own face <laughs> like they have they have in the last 10 years they have so many good releases but then you look back and right. like they had that movie <laughs> like it was like it's crazy when did that movie um yeah
2: happen or this was amazing how did they do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> um well in terms of scrambled i would kind of make the tagline be known as the coming of age story for 30 year old millennials um because that's because that's basically like the best way to describe it. It's about uh, a woman in her 30s who, you know, is surrounded by friends who are either getting married or about to have babies. So she's in that weird uh, zone at that point in your life to where if you aren't one of those two things and you're single, life can get very annoying. Um, on top of that, too, she's also surrounded by family members who unfortunately ask her the question constantly of, when are you having kids? Uh, Why aren't you with that one guy they used to date? You know, all those types of nagging questions they get from the parents who have already done this like in their 20s. So they Mm -hmm. don't understand necessarily. So I like that it was a good comedy that highlighted those frustrations very well for a specific age group. But I think even for older audiences, there could be a point where um, they could relate to it on some form. But at the same time, it does end up having its dramatic moments to where it doesn't feel uh, like they're out of nowhere, but just that they really succeed at showing her um, struggles to coming to terms like with where she is in her life and how she's trying to change those aspects of her life to like better improve herself and her own mentality. And the dramatic beats really hit home, especially when the comedy is so funny and it helps you like really get engaged with the main character. Um, On top of that, I thought that it was really cool that part of her journey at this point in her life was that she decided to freeze her eggs. So that way, while she isn't ready to have babies, but she feels the pressure to at the same time, like it's kind of her own journey of going through that struggle of like the process in order to make that happen for her to where um, I just thought it was told very well and just, you know, an aspect that I certainly would never know about. And (laughs) I uh thought that it was interesting
1: it's not an easy process to go through no you have to do hormonal treatments you have to go and get them extracted it's painful but yeah it's good I think it's a good sacrifice that a lot of um women you know it's something that they have to think about at some point Mm -hmm. down the road if you've not already made those decisions what is your timeline in life
2: yeah and the movie kind of um, illustrates that very well, at least for the main character. And it's both funny, but also has enough good dramatic moments to where it feels fulfilling throughout um, watching her journey and just a good combination of both those things that ended up being uh, a pretty satisfying movie that I enjoyed. Nice. Yeah.
0: Well, let's talk about the one that I'm excited about. Mm hmm. <laughs> Out of Darkness. What a great movie title. It is a good movie title. But Weaker <laughs> Street nailed the title
1: <laughs> on that one. Yeah. But I always wonder like what is it feel it I don't know if it encapsulates the um time frame that this movie is in. Because isn't it a BC like a caveman era? Yeah, forty
2: five thousand years ago. Yeah. <laughs> caveman esque. Um
1: early human. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's that time period. I don't know. There's caves. They come out of the darkness. Um, I think it's fitting. <laughs>
1: okay, how uh, was it? I I will say I was kind of off, like down on this film because it really bothered me in the trailer that they had shaved faces. <laughs> I was like, how did they do this? Oh, like they were clean shaven. They were clean and not shaven like everywhere. Yeah, and, and I was like, this visually bothered
2: me. Well, they had like their own language as well. Like they weren't just like grunting and stuff. So I like agreed. they figured
1: out the razor. I I think. I just automatically think humans had their own language, mm. they, which was not grunts. So, maybe so was, that part wasn't maybe unrealistic was a wonderful, to me. Sure.
0: Maybe it was a certain tribe of. It wasn't cl- patchy either. It was, like it was like perfectly clean. Clean shaven, yeah. There's some people that can't grow beards. Like it's, it's possible that this was just. When they
1: say they can't grow beards, it comes in patchy. It's not like it's just bare baby skin. No, it was
0: the. <laughs> Ancestors of. As I
1: talked to the two gentlemen here with beards. The
0: ancestors <laughs> of like Michael Sarah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you don't
2: know. These were the ancestors of Michael Sarah. Yeah. You, Ken nailed it. <laughs>
1: you know, but if you, the, some ancestors. <laughs> let's, you, let's not get into this. Dogs were wolves, okay? So mm-hmm. it's just because they're an ancestor doesn't mean they're going to be like. I would imagine Michael Sarah's ancestors were big and hairy, like maybe the biggest and the hairiest. And they now we get a Michael scrawny. Sarah today <laughs> through breeding the, practices. The Yorkshire
0: Terrier of the human community. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um.
0: Into the movie itself. Okay. Sorry. Into the movie yep.
2: out of the darkness. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, this movie was rad. I had a great time watching this one because I think, uh, because it takes place in like a completely different time of the past, like the cinematography and. The uh, shooting of it and the um, wherever they were shooting it at just made for really good elements of getting you zoned into the movie and having you feel the pressures that this small um, group, this small tribe, I guess, is facing when something mysterious, like some sort of creature or something unknown, is like chasing them down as they're trying to survive. Like they're kind mm-hmm. of in a weird situation to where they're in new terrain, they lost their leader. So, One of them's trying to take over, but everyone else in the tribe is kind of like unsure about if they can pull it off. And, um, you know, there's just, um, he's just not a good leader, but he's trying to be a good leader. And everyone else is like, if we don't already trust each other, how are we going to trust this guy? And it's kind of like a survival story of their own small group while trying to survive the, um, outer threats that are facing them and are chasing them down Mm -hmm. throughout the, um, area that they're currently camping in. So I thought that it was just a really good story in terms of its cinematography making you feel like you're part of the elements, a part of like the threat of being chased down, but also you feel claustrophobic within this small group that um, is trying to survive each other basically. So it just had really good elements of action and keeping you hooked into the story with um, just great, this great narrative of, survival within those two things that I just described
0: the things I worry about with these movies is the pacing because Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you know two-thirds of the way through it becomes a love story or it becomes something about you have to delve into the character deeper and figure out their psyche Mm -hmm. and from the trailer I just want to see it to be almost frantic at times like close to that where it's like one problem to the next to the next Mm -hmm. to the next Mm -hmm. and then I don't want it to be like, let's break down how his emotions are. He doesn't have emotions. This is forty five million years (laughs) ago. They haven't haven't been invented yet.
1: His emotion is I want to survive at all costs. Right.
0: Right. Um
2: it's halfway. Yeah. It's halfway. But it does have a moment. At at least for our main character, um, uh, a girl whose character's name I'm spacing now, unfortunately. Yeah for a girl. Um but it it show it doesn't show her like having sort of like contemplations of anything deeper than, I don't trust this guy. I don't trust anything in this group that's going on, but I gotta survive with them anyway. Um, but I would say that the pacing is still strong and it still keeps you um, hooked even though there are moments where they slow down after like being chased and they're trying to you know figure out what to do next and they can't even agree within like figuring out what the next step is in order to take down this threat that's uh, following them. So... I get where Ken's coming from. There is some elements of that in there, but it's not. I wouldn't say it's nearly as bad as like some other movies that where they um, don't we've seen. Stop that have the this. whole
0: plot to, to like say, yeah, okay, we've settled now. Now mm-hmm. we have to figure out how everybody feels about this. this yeah. is not that movie. I would say it should not be that movie. I would
2: say it's at least that for the main character, but it doesn't do that for the other five cast members that are in this movie. But that's enough for me and i would imagine that would be enough for most audiences anyway who are looking for a story that's that ken is uh describing there
1: nice well i'm glad where there are cool big animals in it and stuff we see woolly mammoths and saber-toothed tigers. And Funny
0: enough, no. This is like Jaws, where they don't actually show you, you the shark.
1: Oh man! Until like the end, yeah. Oh, they yeah, do it, show we, it. Though. What is it? Oh, no, no spoilers. We it has a couple spoilers, but um,
0: Cody, it's <sighs> Russell Crowe wearing a wig. <laughs> <laughs> ah! But I mean,
1: I, I, I'm kind of disappointed now that
2: you say it out loud that there wasn't like a woolly mammoth or something. But at the same time, like I this is probably a modest budget? Like, I don't right. know if they could be able to pull that off anyway, but at the very least, like the elemental threats that are being shot um, on this movie do help you feel like you're in the thick of it good. for that long ago of a time
1: period. Well, good to hear that their grooming habits didn't bother you. It's not being historically accurate. No <laughs> <laughs> it bothered me. That
2: was kind of me with, um, <laughs> when I saw ISS, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, movie where they're on the space station like they the, they're astronauts who just look a little too pretty to me like great actors but at the same time i'm like I, I i see more like rugged character actors playing those types of roles personally like i i saw the actors in that movie and they have like the rosiest cheeks like you can see the sun reflecting off their <laughs> cheekbones and their teeth are they're too soft, wide and perfect but yeah. that's why
0: when you think about an astronaut like you the first one you think of is like tom hanks yeah like you don't actually put it because it's a movie star but I he's mean, just like you us. couldn't pick neil armstrong out yeah. of a lineup yeah you have no idea what neil armstrong looks like mm-hmm. the most mm-hmm. famous astronaut of all time you're like probably looked a little like tom hanks i'm guessing
2: <laughs> <laughs> so so i in a weird way i kind of get where yeah. cody is coming mm-hmm. from when with her uh I don't know, her complaints about this movie. It's not really a complaint. Yeah.
0: But. No. Well, it sounds like we should see Scrambled, and we need to see the uh, very well-groomed Out of Darkness. Yeah. Kyle's got a couple <laughs> of good reviews this week now. I don't
2: know. Yeah. Kind it's of under the positive. radar movies, but I hope, I don't know, they grow somehow, they get booked in more places. They, they're really yeah. solid.
1: I have a couple other little ones that we got some screeners for that I'm – really excited to sit down and watch and hopefully next week we'll get to watch them here in the office and then we'll let you guys know how we, what we thought about them.
2: Yes. We still need to make that happen. Um, yeah. I feel like this will be similar to our review of the machine <laughs> <laughs> yes. where wow. we're like, this movie is only for us and it's awesome. And it's awesome. And we <laughs> loved it's the it. the best movie I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> we are very high on that one. <laughs> and then my, my judgment got got called into question when I was really high on another like movie with the comedians in it. I'm like, you don't understand. There's a lot of really good comedians in this movie, and they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> Which one was that? <laughs> that Drugstore June. Oh, the that, one that, okay, that we're yeah, going to yeah. see. Yeah. No. Okay. I'm like, you don't understand. Bill Burr's in this. I thought you meant
2: like one from last
0: year on top of the no. machine. No. No, gotcha. My judgment
1: is being called into question currently.
0: It, it somehow has this amazing blind spot when it comes to, I like that person's stand-up. <laughs> and it doesn't translate onto screen does it
2: maybe it's maybe it, we're just
0: behind
2: on stand-up now no like no maybe we're too they,
0: we're too far ahead is the issue because yeah. people think of stand-ups like richard Pryor and seinfeld and george carlin like that would actually like be in good movies or well reviewed movies mm-hmm, back yeah in the day now it's now cody's like i like this comedian and yeah. it's like this doesn't translate it's exactly the same as her opinion on concert films pre Taylor <laughs> Swift.
1: Yeah, it's like they're even, not going to do any Beyonce, business.
0: where we we know it, it didn't perform anywhere near what Taylor Swift did. It still had the second biggest. Yeah. <laughs> concert movie opening of all time. It did not really. It was like the second I didn't or, catch that second or third. It was behind Michael Jackson, but it was mm, okay. it was still like these movies don't perform in theaters right like, historically. Right. 99 times out of 100 they don't do any business if Mm -hmm. they make 5 million dollars that's the budget of the concert and the camera's back
1: I want to see this movie Drugstore June just because the comedian Bobby Lee looks so put together in it that I'm like I've never seen him look so clean in my life is
2: that for the role or is he getting better
1: that's the question (laughs) yeah it's definitely for the role I think because you see this podcast and wow he's he's,
2: such a uh, submersive actor who would have
1: thought
0: I'm pumped because Al Madrigal plays a detective again just like in Morbius (laughs) Like, he's found his lane, and he's great in it as, like, the, the confused detective, uh, yeah. and he only needs, they need to make a movie for him where he doesn't solve the crimes. Right.
2: That would mean, then, that Bill Burr has seen Morbius, right? That's, That's the only explanation. No,
0: I think oh. they i think they all see each other, and he's like, you look like a detective. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I've played one before, like, several times. And he's like, I don't care what movie you're in. <laughs> yeah.
2: I like that more. That's fair. That's fair. All right. What do we have
0: this weekend coming out?
1: Scrambled and out of darkness. No. no. no we don't have any wide releases this week. We've got nothing? We've got nothing. You guys are bookers. <laughs>
0: what no, we're did I recording.
2: Book? I have no idea Next what I book. Next
0: week we have.
1: Next week is Argyle.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where Argyle. we find
2: out who the real Argyle is.
1: Yeah. We'll find the out. The
0: needs of... to know. I'm guessing it's the cat. It's the yeah. cat. <laughs> I'm guessing it's the cat. It's the yeah. cat. <laughs> You don't put a cat on the poster if it's not a main character. <laughs> the, trailer the mainest for, character.
1: If, if I have a feeling it's the best character in the whole thing. The trailer for that is odd
2: because it it, ha- it poses the question, who is the real Argyle? And then it shows Henry Cavill standing mm-hmm. like at a sunset. And I'm yeah. thinking, I don't think that they would just show you that after asking. So it must be the cat. <laughs> don't, yeah.
0: don't be surprised.
2: <laughs> Either way, it's going to just be, oh. Yeah. Yep. I mean, hopefully not.
1: Who knows? No, but it gets but then we have Madam Webb and uh, Bob Marley One Love on Valentine's Day and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't
0: forget Lisa Frankenstein and Lisa
1: oh yeah and Lisa Frankenstein can't forget that one that one looks so good I'm excited yeah, about that looks cute yeah and then we go into no wide releases on the 16th of February. Because so we have them on
0: Wednesday. Because we have
1: them, yeah, the Wednesday before. And then we have Demon Slayer and Driveaway Dolls on the 23rd. Ordinary
0: Angels. And Ordinary Angels. We have Angels. three, like, decent movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 23rd. And then Dune.
1: No. Then there's one more week. Oh, and God. then Dune. Is there? How long is it? No, you're right. There's February, not one more week. It's yeah, no. a short month. I yeah. forgot. Yeah. Then Dune.
0: Dune. Oh, thank goodness. <sighs> Part two
1: the best part of the, the dune the best part of the dune is coming up yeah
0: <laughs> it's not it's not it's not dune number 2 it's dune part 2 <laughs> hopefully the fingers best.
2: crossed yeah <laughs> yeah we were wrong it wasn't the best part oh no it was dune number
0: 2 <laughs> no the reviews no. that we've gotten from people at trade screen said they were, it was great and mm-hmm. epic and awesome and that's all we can hope for out of this it's yeah. not going to be a you know a dramatic think piece it's not going to be a comedy. Oh, yes, it will. Oh, get yes. out of here. <laughs> They're only looking for spice. It's, it's <laughs> such a waste of a storyline. Just let them have laser fights.
2: <laughs> that's all we need. That's all I need. I feel I feel like there is quite a big population that's like, yeah, this is nice and all. Let's get to the action. Yeah. Let's get to the desert fights. That's the good stuff.
0: It's bureaucracy. Get out of here with
2: that. <laughs> Don't need that in this movie. See, only lasers. I want to
0: see Timothy Chalamet fight any normal human being
2: i want to see josh brolin and i don't know jason momoa go at there it there you go that's
0: what i want to see i want to see a wet a wet noodle i mean timothy chalamet be the hero that we all needed bite. he starts singing about chocolate and they're like Pew. <laughs> all right oh
1: my God. on that
0: note we're we're almost out of the hole everybody we're almost back into major releases yeah January's tough
1: January's tough. Get
0: excited about some some Oscar stuff. get excited right. about some small movies and then get we'll be, through February We'll be in the heat of it in no time
1: yeah yeah there's actually some stuff coming up some good films. I'm excited
0: yeah yeah it'll be
2: good after this month that we've had. oh my gosh <laughs> we're, Yes. we're out of the thick of it now a
0: standard a standard January. We didn't have the one like movie that was a super wide release that didn't even make a million dollars this year though.
1: No, I think everything's doing pretty good. Okay, yeah, no. So
0: I was like, I was kind of waiting for that one to not do it, and it didn't. So
1: everything's been consistent. I I mean, nothing has blown the doors off anything, but it's been it's been good and consistent, and just getting some people in. It's just back to the hard time at this time of year.
0: Snow dog, Arctic dogs movie. And then there was the Keanu Reeves, like replicate or something. Ooh. Oh, that, that was awesome. such a bomb, such a massive bomb. <laughs> yeah. I always like go to those two. Those are the two that pop in my head. When it could have when been worse, both yeah. of those movies, we got a call before it opened to ask right. if they could keep it on shows the second week because mm-hmm. they knew how bad it was going to be. And you're like, and in our minds, like, what do you mean? (laughs) It can't be. It's a wide release. It's going to be in 3,000 theaters. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to sell like one ticket per theater. We already know this is going to be horrifying.
2: They literally said, sorry, we tricked you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They tricked themselves. They got scared. Well, that's true too. (laughs) One of these $300,000 openings. Good thing. We had a, we had a better January than most Januaries, I
1: think. I think it turned out, I think looking, going into it, it looked rough. Like, it yeah. looks bad. Mm-hmm. But then the all the holiday product, even though there wasn't an Avatar-level film to bleed through, everything else still held up pretty From good. Week, they still bled through. Week it three just and four, they, they held right.
0: up. Grosses went up in some places. Yeah. yeah. You so. know
1: what was the big surprise? Anyone but you. I had locations that weeks three and four did... Like really good And then it would go up Like maybe it was Okay weeks mm-hmm. one Down week two Down week three But then week four Is back up Same Because people are Boat. finding it Same mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Boys in the Boat
0: mm-hmm. Did a similar thing
1: That one was a good surprise mm-hmm. Anyone but you Found its audience leader And Boys in the Boat Has just been doing awesome For the little towns Now give us more rom-coms In theaters <laughs> yes. good ones Good ones We'll
0: take medium ones <laughs> uh,
1: And we're not afraid of butts So that's fine too <laughs>
2: It's nice that we learn more things about ourselves, yeah. huh?
1: Yep. Not scared of that.
2: All right, Ken,
0: take us out of here. Kyle, please clip that quote of Cody <laughs> saying that. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> yep, that'll
2: be a post. <laughs> Keep an eye on Facebook and Instagram at Off The Break Podcast. That
0: right. will be a clip. Check us out there, and have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Off The Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms and be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off The Break Podcast.